Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Week 10, Fantasy Football Preview Show, Chris Jakes alongside Jeff Kelly. Jeff, how you doing, man? Man, pretty good. Ready to get this show rolling. What about yourself? Same here, man. Same here. We had a game last night between Seattle and Arizona. But for time concerns, maybe we're going to wait till Monday to recap just the whole Week 10 here. So let's just kick things off with a kind of a recap, man, really, of some NFL news. NFL news. All right, so the Green Bay Packers released tight end Martellus Bennett, and he gets claimed on waivers by the New England Patriots, man, much like a LeGarrette Blunt situation. We touched on this briefly during the, during the show yesterday as it came across the wire live. And the other topic, man, which – came across live during the show was uh, one that, man, I am just so glad, so thankful. Oh, 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 it's over. It's over. Yeah, man, thank God. The Ezekiel Elliott saga is finally over, man. I would say that because they can still do another. They still can do. I don't think it'll get overchanged anymore, but they can go to the Supreme Court, I think, next. That's just ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. It is. You want to challenge that? I, I bet it's I over. Challenge that. I'm saying it's stupid. <laughs> it is, man. But I'm I'm glad I'm glad that it's over though. We don't have to keep worrying about this man. A little fantasy football anxiety there for you. So you like Al- Alfred Morris in, in uh, Sunday's game. I like Alfred Morris in Sunday's game. I like Rod Smith going forward. I think you're on board with that, right? Yeah, I think he's the highest upside player there. Agree, man. And what about Jeremy McFadden? Any love for him going forward rest of the year? Man, I don't know. Like, I feel like they might have not played him because him and Zeke are the same kind of style players that they're going to slide him right in, and he's he's 100% ready to go. So it's got it's going to be a tricky situation. I think it's going to be a committee, huge committee. I think they're going to do the hot hand approach. But we, they're not Ezekiel Elliott, so and that, uh, that offensive line is underperforming since last year. So just temper your expectations for any of those guys, I think. Agreed, man. Not I like mean, last year when those guys come and they perform because that line was killer. This year, they're not even a top 10 line, right? They they ranked them? Pro Football Focus had him. I can't remember the ranking off top now. I mean, they're not as good as they have been the last few years, but they are – I mean, they're still good. They're still one of the one of the best lines in the league. Hopefully, if you had Zeke, you picked up Morris a long time ago, like we said. Agreed. And all right, man, let's kick things off here with the preview. Fantasy Preview. And let's start with the – Let's start with the Minnesota Vikings and the Washington Redskins, man. This one's in Washington. And the Vikings are actually favorites on the road, man. Road dog favorites, favored by one and a half points in this one. On Minnesota's side of the ball, Jeff, who do you like from Minnesota? Jarek McKinnon is going to have a nice PPR game for you this week. He's going to continue the 20-plus rolling. I agree. I like McKinnon too, man, over 20 points this week. Lat Murray's going to get you around eight again, between eight. six to eight. Yeah, I could see that. I could see. Well, you know, I think six to eight is kind of the ceiling for him this week. Yeah, but just he could bust off a long run possibility against Washington's defense. Hasn't been playing that great against the run realistically. Yeah, possibly. What about the wide receivers, Thielen and Diggs? I think Thielen outscores Diggs. I think if you have both, you're starting them both, obviously. But I don't feel comfortable playing Diggs until he proves it something. He had that good good couple games earlier in the year, but since then he hasn't done anything, man. 
Yeah, where he's been dealing with injuries too. And yeah, you're you're right though. He hasn't been feeling. Rudolph has a nice day for you. Obviously, we don't really have to talk about the tight ends because you're pretty much playing tight ends. But Rudolph's top top eight tight end, I bet at least. Yeah, I, I have Rudolph I, I about would... 12, 14 points. Wow, that's pretty big, man. I don't I don't have him going that high. I have, I have him find the end zone. Okay. All right. What about uh, Thielen? What's your projection for Thielen this week? Thielen, I think he does his, his that natural, like seven, eight catches for about ninety yards. Yeah, I think that's exactly where I have him at. I have him about sixteen points this week in PPR. And on the Redskins side of the ball, man, does Jordan Reed play this game? I don't know. I doubt it. If he I think he play, does. I think he does. He, does. he doesn't Davis? play. Vernon Davis is a definite start. I'll tell you. Well, that. he's questionable right now too. They're both questionable right now. <clears throat> yeah, but Reed's questionable every week. Vernon. Vernon Davis, they're both old guys. They're just questionable. Reed's not old, but I, I don't think I don't know. If Reed doesn't play, you play Davis. If Reed plays, you don't play Davis. If both of them play, I don't play Dallas Paul or anybody else. Logan Paulson, no, thank you. I'm going to. I do think pass. Fat Rob finds the end zone again, and he has the most points for the running backs. I think he's going to struggle. I think Chris Thompson is going to be the most productive running back in this game. I think they're going to have to. You know, kind of dink and dunk little screen passes for to get a, some kind of semblance of a running game. So I like Chris Thompson in this one. I like him to go over ten points in fantasy in PPR. What about the receivers, man? Josh Doxson, Terrell Pryor. No. Anybody you like over there? Jameson Crowder. No. I don't like any of them either. I would not be surprised. Minnesota Stevens is is the. They're not a huge like if you have them on fantasy, they they get you a point or two, maybe eight, ten here and there. But real life football, man, they just they shut down people. Yeah, they're definitely they down. A, a very good NFL defense. Fantasy. You, the one guy's yeah. had a sack in every game this year. I forgot his name. From Minnesota. Anthony Anthony Barr? No, not Anthony Barr. He's, a, he's the D-line D guy. He's had a sack in every game this year. I forgot his name. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, no, Anthony Barr struggled this year. Yeah, a little bit. Although he had a, he had a nice... Uh, one game. He, well, he had an impact for the Vikings, that's for sure, taking Iron Rodgers. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that was a hell of a that that tossed the, the boost fantasy world the upside down. There. That tossed the fantasy world upside down. But I played. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable if you had to play receiver from Washington. I'm gonna say Crowder has the highest upside. Doxon could get you one or two catches for 50 yards. Grant, no thank you. Prior, Chris Thompson, no thank you. I'm gonna put points around. I'm I'm gonna go around 10, 10 to 11, just because he's probably gonna get six catches for 30, 40 yards. Yep. But I think Rob Kelly get you. Around the same, I'm gonna say, twelve or thirteen for Rob Kelly. I think they're gonna have to try to run the ball on these guys because you don't really want to be slinging the rock around too much on this team. I agree, man. I think it's gonna be a pretty low scoring game to be <clears> honest. <throat> the over under is 42 points, and I think it's gonna be just. Under I take that, the under, man. and I'm actually taking yep. the Redskins for the upset. I think Kirk Cousins does pulls out a win somehow. I think the Redskins plays uh, win as well, and I think if Jordan replays. I think he's going to have a hell of a game in this one. I think Reed could. Uh, I think the tight ends could definitely uh, take advantage of Anthony Barr. Yep. All right, man. Uh, so let's go to well, real quick. We're both taking the Redskins in the upset here. So um, Case Keenum, I think he does. I think he does okay for you. I think you know McKinnon's going to get some good good catch on the ground. Like I already said, I'm going over for twenty. But I think. Uh, I think he does all right. I got I got Keenan for two total touchdowns. I think he's gonna like sneak one in there. So what about uh, since we both have the Redskins winning this one and we have the under on the points? Just just give me a, a score on this one. I'm curious to see where you have him at. 
a score for this game. Yeah. I have... What did I say? 17? No, 14 to 17. Yeah. I got 20 to 17. Okay, yeah, we're close right there. All right, man, let's go to the Green Bay Bears game here. And this one's got some intrigue for me, man. So the Packers are six-point underdogs on the road in Chicago. You got two... Well, you got one quarterback that I am so down on, man, which is Brett Hundley, who, regardless of what Mike McCarthy says, not being the problem, that dude's a mother effing problem, man. He's Listen, a problem for that whole team. But this is, I think, this is the one we were talking about yesterday. This is the game we're beefing the most on, most on between me and you and the projections and people, the way they're going to play. Yeah. How do you see this one going for Green Bay? You start with Green Bay first. Listen, I, uh, I think Hundley is a good player. I know you didn't really get to watching that game that much last week. I watched that game, and they moved that ball down. I just think they need to let the kid sling the rock, man. You just can't. I understand people want to take take chances, bring the bring the quarterbacks, NFL, let them play. Think about like let, what they did with Wentz. They said let, sling it last year, and look what he's done. I think you got to give Hundley a chance to play. You have hell of receivers that can make plays if you give them deep ball shots. I think Montgomery is the best back still there. I think he does have a. I think if you have Montgomery, I think you got to start him. I know I'm saying this, and I haven't been dynasty, and I'm not starting him, so it's kind of like a reverse <laughs> thing. But I, I really like, uh, I really like uh, Fournette, obviously, and I like uh, Dark Wall. I think Dark Wall. Oh, and your team, yeah, can go huge. So I'm saying because I say start Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. But I think PPR. I think he's the better back. I think he's going to get six, eight catches. He outperformed him last week. He played more plays than Jones last week. I like Jordy Nelson this week. I think Jordy Nelson, I'm going to hit base on a bold prediction with him later, but I, I think uh, you have Jordy. You're starting him this week. I'm, I'm going to guarantee he gets you over 12 PPR points. For Jordy? Yeah. Okay. You want to challenge that? I thought you kind of like him this week too. Uh, I, I like him for about 15 points PPR. Okay, but yeah. You'll see my bold prediction later. Um. I think Adam's going to get you a handful of catches for about the same amount of yards. He'll probably get you like six for 60, maybe seven for 70. He likes to do stuff like that. Um, Obviously, I don't know who they're tied in. <laughs> Is the, I don't know. They, they don't need a tight end. They don't no. use them anyway. I just feel like, uh, and I feel like Green Bay actually uh, wins this game. I think Huntley has a nice game. Well, clearly you do think Hunt's going to have a nice game. You think he's going to be slinging it all over the place with the yeah, I think 7 for 70 and 6 for 60. and <laughs> They got to open the ball. Man, let Hundley play. Let the guy play, man. They do, Some of these guys hold these quarterbacks back. And I just don't like that. So I'm going to say Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay with the win. But let me go to the other side. I think Jordan Howard has a very nice day for you. Well, I disagree with that. But real quick on Green Bay, real quick. I think Green Bay... I think they missed the boat on this whole thing man, with Brett Hundley. I think they they made a stupid move by not... I think Mike McCarthy is sometimes, I don't know, man. They should have brought in Colin Kaepernick. If Colin Kaepernick wasn't such a dumb asshole doing these stupid things, not saying that the kneeling thing was stupid, but the Fidel Castro shirt in Miami and suing the league now in a league that he wants to get back into, you know, subpoenaing uh, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, two guys that he's never even played for, nor had workouts for. Stupid. But anyway, if they would have brought in Colin Kaepernick, that would have been a hell of a resurrection to his career, and it would have saved some face with the uh, fantasy teams and uh, Jordan Nelson, some of these other guys. I'm just not a believer in Brett Hundley, man. But go ahead and take uh, take my, um, UCLA product. What's that? UCLA product. Yeah. Look at the last quarterback from UCLA on the team. He's pretty good. Yeah. Who's that? 
Oh, never mind. He went to Cal. My he bad. went to Cal. Are you talking about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, Cal. Same California. thing. Both California. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I just think Hudley does very well for you this week. Over under 18 points for Hundley. I have him at 19. Over. over. I'm going to go over. Okay. I think Hundley does good. But see, when you say that, if Hundley runs for 60, 70 yards and throws one touchdown, 150 yards, there, there's your 18. People don't realize he's a running quarterback. I think, listen, I think we're both intrigued in this game because now we're going to know the upside of the field. Hold I think on. George Challenge flag. I'm challenging on the over under 18. You want to take that? I take it. Now we're going to go to the other side of the field. Challenge accepted. Go ahead. Go to the other side of the field. Go <laughs> other ahead. side of the field. <laughs> I think Howard rushes. He's one of my bold predicting guys later. The boy, since since week six, is averaging 102 yards a game. I think he's going to get well over 120. I think he, he's going to get around 150 total yards. I do think this is the game where he is on the two-yard line and catches the touchdown, and he's dropped two of those already this year. So, mm. Challenge flag. I'm challenging on Jordan Howard, man. I know where I'm challenging you on Tariq Cohen because I know you're going Tariq Cohen, so it's like yep. a double challenge. Oh, all right, yep, so here we go, man. Tariq Cohen has a better fantasy day than Jordan Howard, and you're saying the opposite, man. I think we both agree to accept that one. Yes, we do. Challenge right. accepted. All right, man, so going on Chicago side of the ball, man, who, do you, who else do you like in Chicago besides Jordan Howard? Anybody else? Mitch Trubisky, you think he does anything in this one? Maybe they let him throw it a little bit more this week. I don't know, man. They should let his ass throw it. He's got some big-ass arms. I think all he does is do curls. <laughs> okay, go to the tandem bed, it looks like, right? Yeah, right. D- dude, you traded up one slot. You gave up a bunch of stuff because you got punked by a team that was not going to take Trubisky when they already have mm-hmm. a quarterback. Totally right. got punked. If he's your future, let the kid throw the ball to see if you need something next year. Am I wrong or right? You're exactly right, man. You played. You you paid Glennon all that money for no reason to sit on the bench. I know. Oh. I think Glennon, that was a horrible sign. Like, we know we do during Thanksgiving. You know, it's one day a year we play football. But you see mm. me out there throwing the football. They would call <laughs> you Brady and call me Rodgers. That's what it was, the Brady-Rodgers matchup. And But... In real, not real. It's not real life football. It's it's the Jeff Kelly won the show game every week with the Rodgers throwing. What's <laughs> Brady out there having comebacks? Yeah. Right or wrong? Like no, you yeah, see me right. throw the ball. We both could throw the ball like 60, 70 yards. We've had the challenge before. Drunk, they landed around fifty. <laughs> we, let's not say we couldn't throw it seven. We got about forty five, fifty. But still, it's that's something we just do. Every once in a while, we would have some beers and we would just start throwing the ball. If we were out there every day training, I guarantee you, I'd be better in Glennon. Yeah, I, I can still throw sixty five yards. I bet. I bet I could still do it. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we're gonna have to do, we're gonna have to do that. Man. We're gonna do we that. Might have to do a video. Flag. We might have to do a video. And put it up for everybody accepted. to see. It. Yeah, we can definitely do that. We can definitely uh, set up one of the studio cameras out there and uh, go to a football field, and we'll do that, man. Because I guarantee you, I can still throw sixty-five yards. Uh, I bet. You better hope it's a hurricane wind force behind us. Because remember, I broke my hand last time we did that, and I still I, I threw you that. there. I remember yeah. that because you like because my we hands healed. We were boozing, and you threw, and you kind of stumbled forward. That yeah, that funny. was. Yeah, I'm not gonna be drinking doing this. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't really. You don't really drink that much anymore. Yeah. Either. Yep. True. I drink. I drink at the games when I go to the games. I just mm-hmm. happen to have season tickets to the Bucks and Dolphins, so I drink. A that's lot of that's kind of funny to me too, man. Yeah. How does that work? You just drive back and forth from Miami to Tampa week to week. Oh, who's playing Tampa this week? Oh, Giants are in town. I don't want to see that game. I'll go to Miami this one. No, actually, this year it's crazy. The only game they have together is the December 31st. The only two home games. Everything else was the opposite weeks. That's why I did it. And for a couple of the games I wanted to go to, I sold a couple of games too. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's get back. Let's see if we get this show though. Uh, yeah, man. So who are you taking so, in this one? Chicago or Green Bay? I've been take I'm gonna take Green Bay with the points, as well as uh I think all the receivers get the ball spread out for Chicago. I think Trubisky throws I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trubisky throws under fifteen times again. Yeah, I think it's gonna be kind of trading that way. This is the over under in this game is pretty pathetic. I'm definitely taking Green Bay plus the six because I don't see it being more than a three-point game. The over-under on this one's 38 points. And I think it's going to be probably under again, man. Probably. I think it's going to be another like 2017 type of game at the most. 17-15 kind of sounds right. Kind of a weird score, I think, in this one. So did you think I was crazy when I saw that prop one of my bets, because who I bet with my buddy every week, that I took the over 400 passing yards? Took the over. Uh, with the, was it combined? Combined. combined. 400 yards for both teams. And I was uh, debating. That's a hard debate. No, you got to take that. You got to go over on the 400 yards. Hold it between the two quarterbacks. You got cool. it. What about, uh? yeah, I think that's all about them. We can touch yeah. base. Let's go to I'm, Pittsburgh and Indy here, man. In in, in Indianapolis, Colts are 10-point underdogs at home, man. And the Colts defense, surprisingly, has been playing pretty well, even though they just cut Vontae Davis's ass. Well, because, because he had the hamstring linger injury, and he's going to have well, no, did you hear that? Surgery. He chose. He, they gave him an option. Do you want to play play it through the rest of this year, or do you want to elect to have surgery? He said he wanted to have surgery, so they well, cut shit, his Why don't you just have surgery now? You'll be a free agent at the end of the year, get cut. You can go to a good team instead of play the year. Then you have to have surgery offseason. It's going to take a lot longer to heal. Think about that. He's he's yeah. another year older. He, he's want to go to, go to a contender next year. Think about it. If they'll take him. He's been around for a while now. He's, no, he, they'll take him. He was someone, always kind of overrated. He... Overrated, yes, but you're not. You, you're telling me there's there's he's not a top twenty DB in the NFL day. He's definitely in the top twenty, guaranteed. Yeah, that. no, I'd put him in the top twenty. I would, I would. Uh, so who do you like in, in uh, Pittsburgh side of the ball? In this I think game? we're both going to be here, man. I think I think this is the, the the killer B week. I mean, we're going to add a fourth B: Big Ben, Martavius Bryant, Bell, and Brown. I think. Yeah. I, I had another prop bet I had this week as a guy said over this any two teams combined over sixty one. I know it's not going to happen, but this week I wouldn't be surprised. This this will be the game over sixty one because I can see the Steelers putting up sixty one. I think they're just going to light them right. up this week. Yeah, I they're think definitely my daily plays. You definitely t- Bell's my number one running back. Brown's mm-hmm. my one number one uh, receiver this week, and then I got a uh, Big Ben my number three this week. Okay, yeah, I agree with you too, man. I um. I have a bold prediction for this game, actually, and I agree with everything you said. I think it's the thing. I think the Steelers are going to steamroll the Colts in this one. I, as I crazy as this sounds, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. I think Juju's going to have the least most production out of the receiving core this week. I agree. I agree. I think we're on the same page in this in this game here. And just qu- real quick on my projections here, I have Ben Roethlisberger as my number one quarterback this week. Also, Antonio Brown, number one receiver. Le'Veon Bell, number one running back. So you had the triple B killers. I do. Martavis Bryant, I do like to find the end zone. It took me a little while this week to come around to him, but I've been talking all week about him. And yes, you have. And I, I think and they're going to feature it, him. But I'm starting. To, yeah. Well, I don't know if they're going to feature him, but I think he's definitely going to get a couple opportunities. Should we throw the other B, Chris Boswell, in there? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Chris Boswell should be good for double digits this week. Five Bs, man. The Bs are rolling. <clears throat> yeah. What about the Colts side of the ball, man? Jacoby Brissett coming off a 302-yard passing game, a couple of touchdowns, some rushing yards. Looked pretty good, man, against the Houston Texans last week. He did, but he did play the Texans, and their defense has been annihilated from injuries. And I know you hate to say this, and you hate, you're never going to agree, but Pittsburgh is a top defense, and I know you hate it because you think they're always overrated. But 
if you can't get rid of a T.Y. Hilton after that last week game, no one wants to trade for him because I have him in a league on a pickup on a waiver, and no one wants to trade for the guy. Yeah. I would have took a defense for the week. Can't get even a defense from that guy. No one wants T.Y. Is this uh, the Fins Up League? Yeah. We might have to talk after the show. Heard. Yeah. Um, I don't I mean, want Olsen either because I got Kelsey. <laughs> okay. What about Frank Gore, man, or Marlon Mack, or anybody else in that? In that how about this? Team? How about let's this game on the on the? How about this on this side of the field? Let's just say who's better. I think Marlon Mack outscores Frank Gore. My first week, first time of the year, That's me true. saying this. I've always been on Marlon Mack. You've always still rode the veteran Gore, but I think Mar- I think they are going to fall behind, and they're like, you know what? Let's give Marlon Mack a shot, and I think he could play well. I think he can out. I don't think. TJ Watt can guard him out of the backfield. I agree. I agree. T.Y. Hilton. I play Moncrief over T.Y. Hilton this week. That's what I'm that's what I'm seeing what I'm doing here. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going Moncrief, Moncrief over Hilton. I'm going Mac over Gore. And I'm going Brissett is hanging out on the sideline. I'm playing no cold player. But yeah. I'm just giving you if I had to. If you have those players and you have to play them, good luck, my friend. I think I think Hilton will be a wide receiver too this week. I, I don't think he's gonna, you know, he's obviously not gonna repeat last week. I just think they're gonna be down so big they're gonna be throwing and they're gonna just even a little Garbage short dump had him he, go. Yeah, I can actually get behind that. I, I I you know I get behind that, but I still get worried. Oh, I would be definitely worried about it. So yeah. You're thinking it gets behind like T. Y. Hilton for the first three quarters has two points, and then after the fourth quarter he has 18 just because. Oh, oh garbage time! Absolutely, I don't think he's gonna have 18. We will always say Tony Romo was the best garbage time quarterback of all time in fantasy football. You would have three points Definitely going in the fourth was. quarter and you end up with 30. Yeah, that was a guy that we used to love, man. We loved, we, we, we wouldn't mind taking him at all in the 12th round every league. Oh, in the we draft. were Tony Romo homeless fantasy cool guys. I mean, you'd fight like we'd be watching, like, is this the round he's taking him? Is this the round? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, man, I've won, I've won a total of three championships with Tony Romo as my quarterback. No complaints from my end for, for Romo. The one year I had the championship in the bag, and I, I played stupid. I played Peyton Manning over, and Peyton Manning dropped like 12 points, and Tony Romo threw for like 50 points, and I lost in the in the playoffs. And you're like, why did you even do that? I was like, I don't even mm-hmm. want to talk about it. Yep, yep. So who, uh, obviously, are you take, you're taking Pittsburgh to win as well as I am. Are you taking yeah. them to yep. win by more than 10 on the spread? Yes. Agreed, man. And I'm taking the over also. I think it's going to be... Like a 38 to 13 type of deal in this one, man. And listen to this. We don't want to hear something like sometimes we project A.J. Green last week and we got Mel Backs talking about, oh, he didn't play. First of all, you're never seeing A.J. Green. First of all, say Brown doesn't get you. Say Brown has a five for 50. You're never going to say Brown. So we don't want to hear no Mel Back of dumb stuff. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Okay, let's go to the How Chargers. people got mad at us because A.J. Green, like, oh, like we knew A.J. Green was going to choke out Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah, stuff happens. All right, man, let's go to the Chargers and the Jaguars. Another 1 o'clock game here in Jacksonville. Jaguars only favored by 3.5, but I think you're going to where I'm going on this one. So who, let's start with the Chargers first, man. Who do you like on the Chargers side of the ball? Um, Man, Jacksonville's defense is so good. I love that mailbag we had yesterday when that guy traded Derek Carr for Jacksonville defense. What a great yeah, trade. I'm fine was. with trades as long as you like it. Yep. Um, the crazy thing is this. Philip Rivers averages the seven games or eight games he's played. He averages over 330 and three TDs, I think. But mm-hmm. it ain't happening this year, buddy. Jacksonville is not the same team. That's right. That's right. Would I be crazy to say this? Listen to me here now. Good. That Jacksonville could probably be the second highest scoring 
play in this game? Defense. The second highest scoring I think defense Fournette, or, or play as in this game, like of everybody that's... Everybody. I think I think Fournette annihilates everybody. And you think Jacksonville finishes number number two behind them? <laughs> I'm just saying, now, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but let's go. Let's go realistic. Let me talk some pants. I think I got Phillip Rivers going to get you about 14 to 16. I think his, like his normal average on the road against a good defense, he'll always get you 14 60 because if they're behind, he's going to get the yard rack up and he might find a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, I'm really worried about. I don't, I don't not feel comfortable about Keenan Allen. I do think Travis Benjamin, this is a Travis Benjamin game because he's starting to run a lot of those underneath routes and he's, he's, he's a smart player, man. He was just a go route before now. Now he's starting to take these routes and he's starting to run them really good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Travis Benjamin is going to be a high scoring receiver. Okay. For those I, guys. Uh, Tyrell Williams, I'm not high on. Melvin Gordon, you got him. You're starting him. Just uh, pump your expectations. Think because they just got, they traded for what's his name. I forgot his name, and he's a hell of a run stopper. I'll give you Gordon 12 oh, points. Oh, Marcel Darius. Yeah, Marcel Darius. For the bill from the Bills, yeah. Uh, I give you Melvin Gordon. I don't know. I give you Melvin Gordon 12 points. I don't. I don't think he finds end zone. He's he's been tempering down. I think you agree with me this. Mm-hmm. The game against the Pats, yeah, he scored you nice points, but he had that seventy-six yard run for a touchdown. Without that, he had like seventy-seven points, eight points. Yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, not a good game last time we saw Gordon on the field. Who do you like on San Diego side? On Los Angeles side, I like. Oh, well, yeah, we we're gonna. <laughs> I know we always do that. I think the rest of our life we'll say San Diego. Yeah, for sure. I, I still call uh, the Pac-10 the Pac-10 instead of the Pac-12 or the hell they change. Yeah, me they too. change these things all the time. So, um, all right. So the Chargers side, man. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game actually as a whole. I like Tyrell Williams actually to be the number one receiver for San Diego this week. Scratch that. I like Hunter Henry to be the number one passing option. How about that? And okay, I like the receivers. That. I like Tyrell Williams. In this I one. think Hunter Henry is the one who can. That's why I said Travis Benjamin underneath because I don't think the linebackers are gonna be that good at coverage against them. Yeah. But I think Ramsey's going to shadow Keenan Allen. Yeah, I'm not high on Keenan Allen this game. Melvin Gordon, I think, will get you about 16 fantasy points. I think it'll be okay. Uh, and PPR, I think he's going to get a lot of catches. I think it's going to be a low-scoring low game, man. Another low-scoring 17-14 type of game. But I think the Chargers come out and win this one on Jacksonville side of the ball. I like Fournette to get 30 carries in this game, man. I think he's going to go over 100 yards. I don't think he finds the end zone. No, scratch that. I think he scores one touchdown. He's got uh, to. That's just a, yes. Has he not scored yet? Yeah, no, he's going to... I think he even scored when he was suspended or deactivated last week. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, I like I like Fournette to go 30 for about 120 yards and a touchdown. Ah, oh, man. There's nobody else in Jacksonville that I like this week. There's really nobody. Marquise Lee... Just tell me who you think scores the most PPR. out of receiving. For Jacksonville? Yeah. I think it's going to be Marquise Lee. I'm going to have to go... Yeah, I'm going to go Marquise Lee, too. Yeah. Who do you got winning this one, man? I'm actually going to go... I think we were talking both on the Chargers, but I think I think Jacksonville is just going to pull another one out, man. I'm taking the Chargers plus three and a half. I think it's going to be a three-point game here. Uh, let's, say, let's go to the uh, Jets and the Bucks, man. Oh, yeah, I take... I, you're taking the Chargers with the three points, yeah? With the three points, yeah. I'm going to... I think... I think now I'm going to stick with the Jags. I like the Jags. Okay. Let's go with the Jets and uh, Bucks here, man. Quarterback revenge game. Two quarterbacks facing their former teams at one point. Fitzpatrick, man, you know he wants to stick it to the Jets after not extending them to, to a long-term deal, you know, when he was holding out there. So this the one's in Tampa. to stick it to the Bucks. Oh, of course, man. Of course. This one's in Tampa, and Tampa's a home underdog by two and a half points. Makes sense. No Jameis. But uh, who do you like on the Jets side of the ball, man, if anybody? 
I uh Jets, I I love Forte. I think he's gonna do he demanded the ball more and look what he did for you last week. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be a nice thing. As well as um I like uh Bobby Anderson, man. He's just he's starting to outplay everybody. Curly suspended now for a couple games. So I think he's trending up big time, Anderson. I lo- I like he him. Is. I like him actually moving forward too. I think he's gonna be I think he's right there in the mid-tier wide receiver, too. Going to keep going forward. and Pete, He's getting the targets, getting the work. The Jets are still in it, contention. They might be in a lot of shootouts because their defense isn't as good as it used to be. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What about the running game, though? What about the running backs? Forte, Powell? Yeah, I, I said Forte. I, like, I, I put Forte oh, at like Forte. Uh, okay. 18 this week. 18. Nice. Yeah, I think he has about six, eight catches for about 40, 50 yards, about 60 yards rushing. Yeah. I, I like Forte, but for about 18 points too, man. I, I like saying 18 game. because 18 points because if he gets one catch for a touchdown and he gets 70 yards, there you go. I'm still good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Robbie Anderson, yeah, I agree. He's he's kind of like a Deshaun Jackson a little bit, you know, a lot of big a big play type of receiver. I think he definitely goes over 100 in touchdown this game. Going forward, I'm still not high on him. I think ASJ also gets a touchdown on this one. I think Austin Sparian Jenkins will be a top six tight end this week. And after he had a dud last like, week, what do you go two for twenty? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on ASJ. Okay. I think you're playing him if you have him though, unless you drop yeah. him like you did. Yes, I did drop him because I have Gronk and I have Olsen coming yeah. back soon. So yeah, Olsen on a pickup hurt. Um, yep. what about uh Tank the up. other side of the ball? Well, real think, quick, Powell. I don't like Powell this week. Just FYI, he had he had a couple good points last week because he had that fifty or sixty yard run. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have him. I'm not playing him in a PPR league. What do you think about uh the Bucks side? Who who who? Let's just go this. Who scores the most points receiving? Give me a point. I'm gonna go. Oh man, you know I'm gonna go. Actually, Adam Humphreys. Oh my gosh, I was gonna say for that. the wide receivers. And, and Fifty Cameron loves Bright, his slot guys. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are saying you know Chris Godwin. Man, I don't I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I'm gonna Give go me. like you. Yeah, Cameron Brate's the highest scoring receiver on that team this week. Yeah, I want to say Humphreys and Brate are going to lead the the team. I'm not I'm not a big Deshaun Jackson guy this I, week either. I put I got Brate. I'm gonna give some exact projection. I got Brate at seven catches for 80 yards and a TD this week. Okay. Yep. That's actually right yards, where I have him. Well, 83, 83 yards actually. I have him six for 70 a touchdown, so 13. That's pretty much right there. We're one point off. So yeah, no, I'm right there with you on that one. Adam Humphreys, though, man, I think he's going to get you about seven catches for 70 yards. I like him for 14 points. I don't think he finds the end zone, but I think he'll be productive. And Doug Martin, man, I think he finds the end zone on this one finally. I think they're going to, they realized last week after the last week, they're going to have to start a uh, that, ride that juggernaut because he's a free agent this after this year. If they, are they trying to underperform him? So, like, because they don't want to play him so they can keep him for a lower value? He's going to get paid because the games he's played and they, they focal pointed him, he looks really good and explosive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting to see. I want to see him do a bit more. But who do you got in this game to win him, man? Who do you got in this game? I'm going to take the Jets on the road, whatever the point spread is. I don't care if they're they're. I know they're under their favorite by two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to ta- I'm going to take the Jets on the road. I hate saying this. We both hate the Jets, but uh, I'm going to take them on the road. So and I, I do. Uh, we'll hit my bold predictions later. But like I said. Real quick, I do think McCown's a good streaming quarterback if you uh, have a quarterback on this, this week. This could be the highest scoring game of the week. Um, I'm not I'm not going to call it With these that defenses, one. they are bad, and you got two quarterbacks that want to get revenge and sling the rock? I think the Jets' defense is better than we think. I think they're actually okay. I think they're kind of middle of the road. Just don't be Tampa's surprised, defense, though, don't be surprised yeah. if the game's like a 34-30 to 30 game. 
Yeah, it's got that potential. It has that feel to some people. I think it's going to be more like 27, 23, somewhere around there. How about the uh, – let's go to the uh, – I'm taking the Jets, by the way. How about the Bengals and the Titans in Tennessee? Now, the Titans are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home to the Bengals. And surprisingly, man, Titans are tied for first place, man. Go figure that one out. Yeah. Let's start with Cincinnati, man. Who you like on the Bengals side of the ball? I think after last week play, I think A.J. Green – Gets it going. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Marvin Lewis is like, I don't know what he was trying to do the past couple of weeks. You, he had uh, our boy, Mixon, which we were both high on preseason. We, we want to say he's a bust, but we think he's super, he's the talentedest guy there. Two weeks in a row, he's had two big plays. And then like after that, he was irrelevant. Like they stopped playing him. I'm not sure what Marvin Lewis is doing there. But I think we're going to see a more featured of Mixon. I think he is going to have another big play, but I think he continues to play him i like mixing this week i think um, i think he's gonna get you about 16 points i actually like mixing this week too <clears throat> yep i think he he, sh- he should find the end zone um i'm gonna guarantee you this aj green uh quadruples his score from last week i like aj green actually this week <laughs> won't be hard not to but, yeah uh, i like aj green i have him ranked as my fourth receiver this week yep I got a. Uh, I think Tyler Croft finds end zone. I think he does pretty well for you week, and I think I think Dalton is a good quarterback to stream this week. Yeah, man, we agree across the board on these two. I like I like Dalton. I like Green. I like Dalton to finish with 19 fantasy points. I like uh, Green to go over uh, to over 100 yards and touch on this game. Actually, I'm not sold on Tennessee's defense or anybody on Tennessee for that matter. I don't understand how Tennessee is whatever five and three, six, well, five and three. They, yep. they can't pass the ball. They can't run the ball. And their, their defense, defense is shaky. Sucks. I know why. It's because I have Ryan Suckup. He scores a lot of points in fantasy. He does. He does. <laughs> what, what, a, about, what about Tennessee's side of the ball? Who do you like, if anybody there? Uh, you got Murray. I think you're starting him. I think this could mm-hmm. be. But watch out. Cincinnati's team's defense is a lot better. Chris didn't realize this when I was talking to him yesterday, and he looked at this like we were looking at the stats. Yeah. Cincinnati's desert is a, a good pass defense. and and Number three in the league right now. And it was or a rush defense, like seventh or tenth mm-hmm. or something like that. They're up there. Yeah, they were up there. But I think... They have a lot more to gain. So I think Mariota gets you about 40 yards rushing, throws for a TD. I got I'm Mariota saying, about yeah. 14, 15 points this week. Okay. Yep, that's where, I, that's where I have that, 14 to 15. Yep. I got to go a little higher if he does get to 40. He might, he might get you close to 18. I got uh, I got Murray. He's going to outperform Derrick Henry, which we wish they would have did that trade they were talking about because we just like Derrick Henry because we think he's both a better player than Murray at this time mm-hmm. of their life. At this stage in their careers, yeah. Yeah, I think Derrick Henry gets you about seven points, and I think uh, Murray gets you about eight or ten to twelve. I'm gonna go ten to twelve, just because of his uh his catching ability. So, and um, you always see how we guess the points, like we talk about the points, then because we don't write the script, we just we go with on our how we feel the time they play, yeah. just so everybody knows we don't study and all that kind of stuff. And all the predictions, like we give you guys, and you guys. We do the research in the week, but when we actually do the shows, yeah. we just go down the list. We adjust. And just hit the, on we adjust it. our yep. point. Yeah, we adjust our points and our mindset as we think. Yep. And um, I think Corey Davis going to play some more downs, which I think helps Rashard Matthews a lot. Like I'm a believer in Rashard Matthews. I'm a Dolphins fan. I've seen him play. He's a talented guy. I think Corey Davis coming back helps him hugely. I think if you have Eric Decker, he should be. He's right there on the chopping block to let him go for a roster spot. Starting to get that playoff push. Start to look at players that you want. Even stack up on a, a second defense like I did in a couple of leagues where I'm in first or second. I took a second defense just because playoff matchups. I agree. Uh, uh, Rashard Matthews I have going for 17 points, like four for 70 a touchdown. For Derrick Henry, 
I think he's going to go under five points, man. I don't think he gets a lot of run in this one. And for Corey Davis, man, I like him going for about six catches, 60 yards. I'll give him a touchdown, man. I'll give him 18 oh, wow. fantasy points. So you get 18 points. That's nice. I like Corey yeah. Davis. He's, he's, a t- he's super talented. Second I, game back from injury, I think he's going to step it up a little bit in this one. I can. Chris doesn't know this because I, I, I didn't give him his details. I was the uh, Sky Art in our Dynasty League trading me first overall pick for my fourth. Just for no no, I was going to give him another pick, but he just wanted that because he didn't want the pressure to take Fournette. I was seriously a half a second from taking Corey Davis or Leverett Fournette. And where did I take him? Huh? Pick seven, and, and I ended up drafting him like seventh or eighth. And I'm or talking like to you. That. I'm like, how do you see keep dropping? I know that was that was pretty crazy. I do like Corey Davis going forward. I did drop him in one of our leagues, so Chris can probably pick him up if he wants to. But Chris doesn't need that position, so Chris won't pick him up either. Yep, for sure. All right, man. So who do you like in this game here? Who do you like to win? I am going to take the Bengals on the road. Nice straight up dog on the road. I'm taking the Bengals as well, man. Plus the four and a half, even without a man. I think the Bengals are going to win this one. It's just really weird. Look at the past couple of years to when the Bengals play bad, horrible. The next game, they look like a completely different team. Just a real quick caveat in this game, too. Do you know the oh, this is the second lowest over-under point spread there? This is 40 What's it probably points. Like thir- 40 how much? Points. 40. 40? Yeah. I'm going gonna, would, I'm gonna to take the over, actually. I'm going to take the over, too. How about the uh, Saints and Bills in Buffalo, man? The Saints... Three-point favorites on the road. Let's start with the Saints, man. Who do you like in New Orleans? RB1 this week, Alvin Kamara. I think he's starting to move up. A lot of people... What can I say? We've been getting a lot of mailbacks about marking him in on Kamara. And then we haven't really touched base. Sorry, we haven't mailed, like talked about it. If you have both those guys, you're starting them. So don't... If you... like, I would almost feel comfortable starting both of them if they're on my team. Yeah, no, they're both like <clears throat> they're no both worse starters. than a high end RB two. They're both definite definite starters. Yeah, yeah. I think Kamara's gonna be he's gonna start moving into that tier one PPR guy, definitely. Oh he's, yeah, he's already there. I think he's gonna finish probably close to sixth, seventh best PPR running back, and he hasn't played. If he played if he's just a talented, super talented guy. I think Breeze finally uh he's gonna go back to his little eighteen point 15-point games because I think it's going to be Kamara's show. But he could get a couple of touchdown screens to Kamara. So, and I like Ingram. I think both running backs get you over 15 points. Yep, I agree with I that I think Breeze one. gets you around 16 to 18. I think Breeze is going higher. I think 22-24. I think 22-24. Michael Thomas gets you a good handful of catches, about 60-70 yards. I do like a solid Ted getting hands. The boy learned how to catch football later in his career. Finally starting to catch the ball. Right, right. I think Willie Sneed, I wouldn't even keep him on my roster. I've been against him for the past month, and you thought he was coming back and going to do something. I just think Ted Ginn has outperformed him that much. Even preseason, before the injury, I was telling you that he moved up ahead of him in depth chart, and you're like, no, it's just probably because of his injury. I said, no, he's playing better. Mm-hmm. Breeze yeah, likes the deep guy. He's got a deep guy. So Michael Thomas... He's people, that Cook's role now. Forget, Michael yeah. Thomas is getting focal pointed, so I just like I like Ted Ginn. I'm right. starting Ted Ginn in a dynasty league. Well, because of buys, but I... I uh. I think Ted Ginn's going to do okay for you. I'm going to put Ted Ginn at 18 points this week. Oh, wow. like it. I'm going to put Michael Thomas at 18 points this week. <clears throat> okay, I think, so, he, I think this is the first so game let's he goes do this. over I'll challenge yards. you. I think Ted Ginn finishes higher than Michael Thomas. Challenge flag. Challenge accepted. I accept, I accept that one. All right, as, as far as Ingram and Kamara, man, I think I agree with you. I think they both go over 15 fantasy points. I think Kamara, Kamara, excuse me, I think he's actually going to outscore Ingram this week in PPR leagues. 
If anybody's ever curious about what's going on with all these challenges, we challenge them at the end of the year. We're going to add it up, and then we're going to go to the bar, and the other person's going to have to wear the other team's jersey on the last game of the year. Yeah. Week 17. I'm a little nervous nervous about that. Unless I I go to the Saints-Bucks game. That's the only thing that'll save Chris, because I'm I'm annihilating him into challenging right now. He knows that. Well, we'll we'll have to review this, and we probably should do a a mid-season review on that one right now. Yeah. All right, man, but... uh, what about the other side of the ball, man? Who do you like over there? I'm Buffalo. Think I know McCoy. you like Tyrod Taylor, right? Yeah, Tyrod's starting to play really well. Like I was talking to you, like I have a chance in a league that I have Cam. I'm a big believer in Cam going forward, huge. And I got Stafford, and I, and some guy I'm playing this week has Car on a buy, and I could pick up Tyrod. But the problem is, I would have to drop Stafford because I can't drop anybody else on my bench. I could drop Doug Martin, but Doug Martin's schedule going forward is too easy, and I don't want to drop him. For a quarterback, I'm never going to play because Cam's playing every week for me, no matter what. I'm starting him first. So mm-hmm. I think Tyrod gets you about 30 yards rushing. I do think he, uh, he'll he he'll throw a touchdown. I'm going to go two touchdowns. I'm going to put Tyrod around his, around his uh, floor, about 16 points again. I think, I think you might agree with this. Tyrod has... From his floor to the hugest upside would be Tyrod. Wouldn't you agree? Because he'll get you 12 points one week, but then he can get you 36 the next. Tyrod Taylor has got the highest floor, I think, of any non-elite quarterback. Like Aside from Rodgers, Brady, uh, I guess still Breeze, I would say. Would you put Dax right there on that borderline of the guys, I think, coming in? Yeah, Dax right there, too. But um, I would say of all the Matt Staffords, Cam Newtons, yeah. Russell Wilson's a lot of those guys. I think Tyrod Taylor has the highest floor just because of his rushing ability too. Man, he actually rushes more than any of the any of the other guys he's, consistently. He's, he he kind of he kind of reminds me of a Vic because he's the same kind of play. He's got a well, rocket he's not for an explosive, arm. But no, but he's got know. a rocket for an arm. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody will have his strongest arm as Michael Vick. I think he's the strongest arm I've ever seen in my life. The way he oh, flicked that ball wasn't it 104 yards. That he threw that ball one time in Atlanta in the stadium. That, yeah, uh, when he just, was like messing around. Yeah, and pra- uh, like uh, before the game, something just, insane. He was throwing against somebody. He's like, "Oh, let's do it." And he threw it 104. Yeah, but great. uh, let's get back to the game. I think I think Tyrod gets you around 18, 16, 18 points. I do uh think McCoy. I think McCoy uh actually has a decent game this week. If Charles Clay plays this week, and he's a healthy, he's a healthy to go. Top I think you have to start end. him. He's a top, top five, five tight end. He yeah. gets peppered with targets. He loves him. Yeah, he does. With I think not this week, but going forward, I think Kelvin Benjamin is going to be a nice, nice guy to have because I'm going to put him at a wide receiver too, because of his playoff schedules. But it is hard for chemistry this late of the year. But mm-hmm. look at DeAnthony Thomas has already got a good chemistry, and he's only been there for two weeks. I think Tyrod will work extra to work with Kelvin because they want to push for that playoff spot. So and Kelvin's a guy that's going to listen and learn. I think, and I think he's going to like. Tyrod's touch more than he did like Cam's touch because Cam would rocket that ball in there like 100 miles an hour. Tyrod, I think, has a little bit more f- finesse, could I, should I say? Uh, a little bit more touch, yeah. So uh, hold off on Kelvin this week, but going forward, I think he's a great guy to trade target before trade deadline. You get him cheap too. We're going to definitely add Benjamin to that list when we do the trade deadline show, man, because I that's pretty much a lot of what I said yesterday on the yesterday show. About the chemistry thing, and man, but I don't like Benjamin going forward. I think it's too late in the year to to kind of have that rapport. I think I think at this point Taylor's already got his guys, 
and that's DeAnthony Thomas and Charles Clay. And I don't, I don't think there's room for another one. Zay right Jones now. started playing. You got Jordan too. Matthews back too. Yeah, yeah. Zay Jones. I mean, I think. I mean, saying, I'm stuck playing Benjamin, the, but man, the, I, I don't think he's gonna get more than three catches, fifty yards a game going forward. Don't surprise. Don't be surprised, Chris, if he gets you 12 points in standard this week. I would love that if he did, man, because I'm forced to play I think him right now. By getting Kelvin Benjamin on the Bills, that I think his his value is still the same. He'll get you t- between 12 and 18 every week. Nothing less, nothing more. But I think it gives McCoy a huge boost. Clay's coming back. It's going to give him another huge boost. They can't just coverage on him. I definitely well, agree with that. As mm-hmm. well as it helps Tyrod's value. It helps Clay, McCoy, and Tyrod's value when Kelvin go in there. But it doesn't help Kelvin's value. You don't agree on that? You know, no, I agree, I agree with that across the board. I think it's definitely... I think. Kevin Benjamin being there, DeAnthony Thomas, the way he stepped up, and the return of Jordan Matthews is going to open up the and Charles Clay for that matter is going to open up everything for um for a good bit of those guys, for sure. Especially LaShawn McCoy, I think he's definitely going to be uh, probably the biggest beneficiary of Kevin Benjamin being there as well. Would you do this trade? I just offered this trade today: Brandon Cooks, Doug Martin, Charles Clay for McCoy. If you had McCoy. If I had McCoy, would I do it? Yes, because I don't like I don't I don't like LaShawn McCoy. I'm not a believer in him. If I had the running back depth to do it, I would do the trade. If I need a running back, then I would then I wouldn't do it. I'm doing that trade because I I got Hunt, McKinnon, Hyde, Martin, Drake. No, I offered him Drake and Martin and Cooks. And he wants McCoy. From McCoy. McCoy. Oh, oh, you want McCoy, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I wanted McCoy because I want McCoy because I like him as my fourth guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because he no, has that, his best running backs, McCoy, and I think his next best running back is Lynch. That trade right there you just presented—that's that's more of a need type of thing. If if you, yes. yeah, if it, yeah, I think it's fair. It just depends on what your needs are. Yeah, uh, who do you got winning this game, man? I am gonna take the Bills your at AFC, home. Your AFC East uh, division winners, the Bills. To you, right? I'm gonna pick the Bills at home. <laughs> Remember, I said the Saints are gonna go 11 and five, so they got they they gotta lose a game eventually. Yeah. They they're what they've won six in a row or seven in a row. Six. Seven, they started out with they started zero and two. Yeah, so, so seven in a row, right? Seven, seven in a row. Two. Yeah, seven. No, they're six and. Oh, two. six six. No, they had a bye week. Yeah, six and two. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Saints. Uh, oh man, I guess I don't feel good about it, but I'm taking yeah, the Saints. What's that spread? That's minus. What are they? Not, what are they favored three. by? The Saints are favored by three. I hate even spreads. They should always have a half. I think that should just be a rule. Yep. Yep. Should be no push ever. I'm taking the Saints, though. All right. All right, let's go to Cleveland, Detroit, man. In Detroit, Cleveland, 11-point underdogs, man, against Detroit. And a lot of people are saying, I've seen a lot of people, or heard a lot of people say that Matt Stafford is their number one quarterback for the week, and that's complete BS, man. I'll tell you why. But you go ahead and start with the Browns first, man. Okay, the Browns first. Mm-hmm. Finished. If there's anybody even talking about Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I'm finished as well, man. Duke Johnson. <laughs> All right, flex, flex. Uh, you flex know what? Let's, how Duke. about this? Okay, because people got teams, so let's just just let's touch the base real quick. Okay, if you got Duke Johnson, you're gonna play him in PPR. He's he's a he's a flex borderline two, but I think he's gonna be a three, just because they're gonna fall behind. They're gonna have to throw balls, and he's the guy to have. Crowell, he sucks. Yep. Um, told you, Kaiser. <laughs> I don't even know what he's doing. I know. What's going on with that guy? Um, so I don't think he knows what he's doing. Only guy I play on Cleveland is Duke Johnson because I think they're going to fall behind pretty significantly that they're going to have to throw a ball. So if if he gets seven or eight catches for uh, 30 yards right there, you're at, you're at 11, 12 points. And what if he finds end zone? You're, he's, he's RB too. 
Yeah, I think he. I I, th- I like that call on Duke Johnson. You know who else I would I would throw a flyer on? Throw Corey a Coleman. Corey Coleman, I would take a shot on. Pick him up. At least see what he does. Because, like you said, I think they're going to be behind. I don't think I don't think they're going to be behind as big as some people think. But I do think that Corey Coleman could be if worth you, the shot. If you uh, have a spot and you could and you're in your, you feel pretty good and you pick up Corey Coleman, then you'll have four games to see what he does to see if he's playoff worthy. Because he he could he's so talented he could be a wide receiver too for you on your team. He could. He looked good that week one. Uh, all right, how about Detroit side of the ball? Start with Stafford. When do you uh, get Stafford at? Stafford throws for over 303 TDs. Oh, damn. So you're high on Stafford this week, too. What yeah. about uh, Amir Abdullah or anybody else? Theo Riddick has a better day because I'm worried about Amir Abdullah because uh, people don't sucks. realize this. Cleveland has the third, I think the second or third best, maybe fourth best rush defense. They can stop the run, but that's all they can do is stop the run. I don't know what they do in practice. They just run the ball and stop it. I, I think it's, I think they practice that the most because they're always losing. The other team runs. Um, Tate outscores Marvin Jones this week. Agreed. Last on Monday, Marvin Jones outscored him. But if you played them both, you still would have got you still got over forty points combined mm-hmm. because Tate got tackled twice at the two or three yard line, and then Jones got the touchdowns. But Tate's gonna start to you're gonna start seeing people are gonna be like, oh man, Jones, he's deep guy, starting to play really well. It's and if they start adjusting their coverage to Jones. We're talking about Marvin, guys, not TJ. Yeah, yeah. Golden Tate is going to eat defenses alive. And Galladay's I think, coming back. Listen to this. I think Ebron finds the end zone. He's starting to play more snaps, and he's starting to catch the mm-hmm. ball. So I like it. I'm saying Ebron is a great daily fantasy value at 3,100. I agree. I like that call a lot, actually. But for Stafford, man, I'm going to temper it a little bit. I'm going to say he does go over 300 yards, but I think two touchdowns is where he's going to max out at. So he's still, he's still a top five guy for you this week. Yeah, I say it's like a top five guy. I don't think he's gonna be number one, hands down. I have no, 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 one for I don't that. either. Yeah, but you hear a lot of people saying, "Oh man, he's definitely gonna be number one." Anyways, and I agree with you on Golden Tate. I think he's gonna be. Uh, I, I have Golden Tate right now going for nine catches, ninety yards, and a touchdown. I have Marvin Jones going six for seventy, no touchdown. Sneaky Eric- play, guys. Sorry to interrupt. If you could oh, trade good. Marvin Jones, because sometimes Yah- I think Yahoo ends this week and, and NFL ends in a couple weeks and ESPN is very depends how you yep. depends like we me and Chris set our leagues to to end I think week at twelve because let the people make the last pushes. But if you can trade Marvin Jones while his value is super high, like I just traded Marvin Jones, Cameron Brait, and Christian McCaffrey for Le'Veon Bell. The reason I gave all that up is because I have the depth to do that. So if you can if you can swing Marvin Jones after his hot route like these past couple weeks, do it, man. Because after this week against Cleveland. Or even if you trade them after this, after Sunday in Cleveland, or when your trade deadline is, their schedule, boy, yeah, yeah, Minnesota tough, in the playoffs in Minnesota week one, they just have a really hard schedule. Agreed. Um, yeah, we gotta kind of move it along. Man, we're whoa, we're still in the one o'clock games. We've been going for almost an hour. Sorry, guys. Uh, so let's go with um, let's go with the winners here in this one, man. I'm gonna go taking Detroit minus I'm, the ten, right? 11. You're taking minus, Cleveland, uh, Detroit minus I'm 11? I'm taking Detroit minus 11 and a half. Give you half a point, buddy. I'm taking Cleveland plus 11, man. I don't think they're going to win by more than 11. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Houston and L.A., man, in uh, Los Angeles. Texans and Rams. 405 game. Another big point spread. This one's actually not surprising to me. Rams are favored by 11 and a half. There's your half point right there, Jeff, against the Texans. We'll start with the Texans and uh, that savage over there quarterback, man. Savage sucks, but people are worried about New Hopkins going forward. Don't worry about him because if you're getting 16 targets, you're going to get points. Yeah. I have no problem playing New Hopkins. Look at the first week. He played with him. He got a lot of targets the first half. 
did good. Look at the last week. Got a lot of targets. Might make garbage time. Still got still got points. Houston's going to give up a lot of points to teams, so they're going to be in catch-up mode. And usually when you're up by three touchdowns, they play prevent defenses. And guess what that means? PPR galore. You um, know, uh, real quick, though, in Hopkins, I want to see how he does this week. If he has a good game this week, then I'm good with him rest of the year. If he struggles this week, I'm selling him, man, because we saw it last year without Deshaun Watson, how uh, even though he was getting a lot of targets last year, he only cut 47.9% of his targets last year. So you're saying if Watson got hurt three weeks ago when I offered you Derek Carr and uh, Michael Crabtree for Hopkins, you probably would have did the trade? Uh, would not have done the trade because it was Dynasty. If it was uh, redraft league, yes. No, you thought about it because if Hopkins played bad that week, you said you were going to trade him. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm <clears> not going to do that Dynasty. Him and Deshaun Watson should be together there for a while. Oh, yeah, they're going to be there nice. I think Hopkins yeah. is good. Will Fuller, he's 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 on my cutting chopping block. If you could trade him, I've traded him in all the leagues I did. I dropped him in the league. Yeah. Trade him as soon as you can. As well as, uh, I know you're going to go think I'm crazy on this, but I'm going to pick Foreman to outperform Lamar Miller this week. I've been waiting for that all year, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm done with Foreman now. I'm done with him for 2017. Hey, I'm Until not saying Until Miller gets big. hurt. I'm, I'm just saying. In, what, do you, what do you got Foreman going for? Foreman, I got him going for 12 fantasy points. What about Miller? 10. Okay. Uh, I've got, first of all, let's start with Hopkins. I have Hopkins going for, I'm hopeful, man. I got him going for eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown, man. I hope it happens. But, You're just uh, a little over me. I have him for 21. Yeah. For Miller, man, I have him going for about 55 yards on the ground and about 30 through the through the air. No touchdown for him. So about eight points, eight and a half points. And for the Rams, though, man, what about Jared Goff going up against that uh, vaunted Houston Texans defense or lack thereof? I have a low day for Jared Goff. I only have him for 22 points. Cause his, That's not too bad. Lately, he's been in, in the 30s and 40s, but I'm going to put him yeah. at 22 points. I think uh, Wap, if you have Watkins and you could trade him, trade him. But I think Woods is the guy there. We talked about almost because 46 weeks ago, we said add Woods. He's going to be the guy. Oh, I, think yeah, he, I think he has a nice – I think he'll get you around uh, 14 points, Woods. Think I think Gurley's the biggest scoring player in this game. Uh, I agree. I think Gurley's Gurley over a hundred yard rushing. Mm-hmm. Gurley two total TDs. Okay. Gurley, I'm gonna say this: over 150 yards total offense from Gurley and two TDs. You want to challenge that? Uh, no, I don't because I believe he's on my bold predictions. Actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he is. So no, I actually have him going uh, a little bit higher than what you have met. But we'll get to that. Um, so as far as Robert Woods, though, man, I agree. I think he's going to have a good game. I actually have him going for about 17 points this week. Pretty big game for him. I have Jared Goff throwing for three touchdowns, man, in this one. I have Cooper Cup going for 13. I, I can I can see that. I have him going for about 12, 13. Yeah, exactly. Sammy Watkins, man, I think he finds the end zone again. Call me crazy. I think he finds the end zone here. What's he getting, like two, three targets a game? I, I don't know. Yeah, he's getting like three. Yeah. If Watkins three. finds the end zone again this week, guys, trade him. Agreed. Agreed. Although I like him better than Will Fuller right now. Yeah. I don't want any shares in either one of those guys. Yeah, so who are you taking to win this game, Jeff? I'm going to take the 11.5 points in Houston, baby. You're taking Houston to cover the 11.5? Yeah? Well, they don't got to cover it. They get it. Well, so, Oh, my bad. You're, you're taking Houston plus 11.5. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking the Rams minus the 11.5. I think Rams win by eight. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the 425 game. Dallas Cowboys traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Cowboys, 
three-point underdogs on the road to Atlanta. Yeah, man, we both had Zeke as our number two guy this week until the suspension. Yeah, no Zeke, man. I wouldn't be surprised that Friday night at 10 p.m. he gets reinstated. (laughs) That would be funny. That would be funny, but uh, let's let's play like uh, Zeke is finally suspended for good now. So let's uh, let's start with um, let's start with Alfred Morris, man. He's going to be the starter. What do you think he's going to do? Eighty yards and a TD. Okay. Uh, any other running backs? Points. I think. Okay. How about this? Uh-huh. This is going to be all spread out. I think they're going to start with Morris if he if he's successful. I think he gets about eighty. I put him around fourteen. I put Rod Smith around eight, and I put McFadden at seven. Okay. Wow. Seven for McFadden. Yeah. I think he'll get a couple catches. And um, Des sh- looks like he should be good to go. Unless he doesn't practice today, then we, me and Curls will start to get worried. But I think Des should have a very nice game with Dak. I think it's going to be a sh- start to be a throwing the ball kind of game with no mm-hmm. Zeke. I don't think because Zeke is just that special, talented of a player. Those guys can't yeah. perform like me and Chris when we're like, oh, maybe it's the Cowboys. He, he played, he played Ohio State. That we are not big on that conference. But then, me and him watching him, we just start to like him as a player. He's actually a really good player, football player. So, yeah, I'm gonna put Dez at 22 points. He gets over the 20 mark oh, wow. point this mark this week. He's gonna find the end zone, about eight for 90. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I think uh, Cole Beasley. No, thank you. Yeah, no thanks. Terrence Williams. No, thank you. Agreed. No, thanks. Jason Wynn's going to be... The, the Atlanta actually plays t- uh, tight ends really well. So I'm going to put Jason Wynn at five points. Yeah, I'm not high on Jason Wynn either. I, I will tell you in the running back, so I like I actually have Alfred Morris going for about 50 yards and a touchdown, 11 points. And I have Rod Smith, man, going for 80 and a touchdown. 80 total yards and a touchdown for Rod Smith. And Darren McFadden, not worth playing. Two points I have for him, maybe 20 yards. Dak Prescott's my number two quarterback this week. Is he really nice? Yeah. I'm okay. So well, I got uh, to if everybody else is scoring points. Someone's got to yeah, throw it to him. True. Uh, but Rod Smith, man, I have him going for uh, 14. You think that's too high? Rod Smith's available in a lot of leagues, guys. No, I don't think it's too high. Oh if no, I'm sorry, not 14. I have him going for 18 because I'm going four catches. So 18 fantasy points of people. Now nah, I'm gonna pass on that. Yep. Um, Rod Smith is by far, I think, the most talented guys out of those three guys. If he's available, pick him up now. Keep him mm-hmm. on your roster right there. Yep. Because if he takes that starting job over, he's extremely elusive, extremely fast, and he can extremely ball until Zeke comes back for you. And, he, and he's a three-down back, too, which I like. Yes. Um, how about the other side of the ball, man, with Atlanta? Oh, real quick, Dez, I think he finds the end zone by having capped out at 13 points. Oh, wow. So what are you saying he gets two catches for 20 yards on a TD? Uh, standard league, I should say. I have him go over 60 yards and a touchdown. So... Uh, Oh, that'd be 12 points. So I guess 12 there. And no, I'll, I guess it would be 16 points in PPR. Okay, cool. All right, so how about Atlanta side of the ball? I'll start with Matt Ryan, man. It's going to be Maddie lights out ice from last year, this game. Oh, man, I couldn't disagree more here. As well as Julio's going to have a very nice day for you if you have him. Julio's going to find second game in a row this year over 100. He's only yeah. had one. Yep, top five wide receiver for I me. I got him week. going for... Eight catches, buck 30 and a TD. He catches the TD this time. I got him going for uh, not quite 100 yards, man. I think he's still a little banged up. I'm going to say seven catches, 90 yards, a touchdown. I like Muhammad Sanu this week to find the end zone. I think he's going to get you 
about about the same number as Julio, pretty much. Well, I don't think uh, quite as many receptions. I'd say more like five for 16 a touchdown. And I think Matt Ryan, man, two touchdowns thrown, but I don't see him racking up the yardage. I think he's going to be under 300 yards. Devontae Freeman, I don't like this week. Tevin Coleman, I don't like this week. Dallas defense, I like this week. I think Matt Ryan turns the ball over twice. Yeah, you're huge on Dallas' defense this week, especially in dating yep. for 2,200. But yep. like I said, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cowboys to win this game too. Real quick, since you got uh, Matt Ryan having a hell of a game here, what about uh, Austin Hooper? Any love for him this week? Austin Hooper, get you eight points. Eight? Okay. I w- I'm, I'm not I high like, on him. I like a list of order. Julio, number one receiver. Then Gabriel mm-hmm. is going to play, and then Sanu, point totals. You got Gabriel ahead of Sanu? Yep. You want to challenge that? You would be challenging me. Well, I'm saying you willing to accept that, though? Challenge flag. Yeah, accept it. All right, challenge man. accepted. All right. And who do you got winning this game, man? You got Dallas minus a three, or you got Atlanta plus a three? What? I'm oh, taking vice versa. Sorry. I'm taking Dallas. <laughs> Dallas plus a three. Okay. Yep. And I'm gonna agree with you. I'm taking Dallas plus a three as well. How about the Giants and 49ers? And this one's in San Fran. And they're home underdogs, believe it or not, man. Plus two and a half. Yeah, Niners didn't get their first win this week. You think so? Yep. Oh, man, Ben McAdoo. Oh, yeah, you could be right, man. I haven't really... I think Carlos Hyde. Uh-huh. If you have him and you you hung on to him, because a lot of people probably got trade-offered, you thought about trading him, and you kept him. Look at his last three games. I think, what, 10, 8, and 9 in targets. and he's ca- oh, he, oh, yeah. His targets, and he catches the ball. He's a hell of a catcher out of the backfield. He is. So just right there with 60 yards, you're already at 16 points. Just just that before him rushing. And he get, I, find it, I have him find the end zone this week. I think Hyde's going to get you around 20 points this week. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm thinking about that. Yeah, no, I, I can get behind that. Who do you like better this week, Carlos Hyde or LaShawn McCoy? Carlos Hyde. Agreed. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw this out there too, man. I think, I think we see Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. Yeah, the fans want to see him, I bet. I, I think it's going to happen. Listen, I, even if, if Garoppolo comes in, guys, you should be even happier because he's a better quarterback. They're not going to stack the box. And he came from a Patriots system who... Dishes the ball to the running backs, and guess what? Garoppolo will do the same thing. The only difference is Hyde's probably the best running back he's ever played with. Oh, hands down. Easily. What about the Giants out of the ball, man? Anybody like over there? Evan Ingram. Okay. Oh, actually, uh, sneaky play this week. Orleans Darkwall, daily 4,400. Look what AP just did to them, and they had Drew Stanton. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? True. Uh, and Eli's think, a hell of a better quarterback than Drew Stanton, but Drew Stanton is 4 on his last four starts. I'm going to say uh, I like Darkwall going over uh, 100 total yards this week. They're starting to focal yep. point him more. I like that too. I think he finds the end zone as well. You know what else? I think else? he's a comfortable start. I think Eli Manning's a top 12 quarterback this week. A top 12? Top 12. I like it because that means Ingram's going to ball out. You want to challenge that or no? You good with that? Uh, no, because yeah. the 49ers defense. No, I got. Okay. I don't know. I, I think I have him ranked 13th, so I don't want to challenge that. Okay. Uh, still think Shepard comes back in this one. Also, that's another guy I like in this game. And I also like Shane Vereen as a flex in PPR leagues, man. I think he's going to get you probably about six catches, 50 yards. So 11 points right there. And uh, he might get a couple of carries in there to get you 10 yards. So I like Shane Vereen as a flex. I think he's going to get you probably around 12, 13 points. 
Um, oh, wow. That's that's I'll challenge you that. You want to challenge that? Yeah. He ain't getting you 13 points. You know, you don't think so, man? With uh, that matchup, man, it's a tasty matchup, man. Challenge flag. And I, I will accept that. Challenge accepted. All right, man. So um, who wins this game? And you, you gave me an Ingram prediction, uh, projection, right? No, but I will. Ingram's going to be balling. Eight catches, 80 yards, and a TD. I think Ingram goes over 100. Okay, I'll take that, too. I think Shepard goes over 100 also. I forgot Shep- Shepard is going to play this week. Is 100%. Yeah. I, I think, I think, think oh my huge boost. Shepard in the slot could light these guys up. Yeah. I can see Shepard going for a touchdown over 102. I agree. Yeah. I'll get on board with that. He's okay. by f- he, he was a great receiver when he had Beckham there. So now he's going to be the focal point. I think it's nice, and San Fran can't guard anybody. Yeah, and you got Anger on the other side. I think it's I think they're going to work well together right. with what they have. And that's why I like Vereen, too, man. I think Vereen's going to catch some passes. But let's go to uh, the winners, man. Who do, you, uh, who do you got winning this one? First win of the year. You're taking the Giants. I mean, the 49ers, huh? Yeah. Man, I'm taking the Giants on the road. I'm taking – dude, I would take minus 12.5 if this was the spread. I think the Giants are going to mop the floor with them. That's why I think we'll see Garoppolo in the second half of this game. And – yeah, so that's that one, man. Let's go to the Sunday night game, man, which is a game I'm obviously, for many reasons, looking forward to most. Patriots travel to Denver, take on the Broncos. Broncos, seven and a half point underdogs at home. I like that. I like that. Uh, so who do you like on the Patriots out of the ball? And real quick, man, the Patriots do not play well in Denver. Brady does not. Let's I think- go real quick. Osweiler only plays good when he plays the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, if the history between the two, it looks like everything's all the stars are aligned for the Patriots to lose this game. I'm just worried about because the way the Broncos played last week, how they got humiliated by Philly. They I lost think, interest, uh, too. Yeah, I, I'm going to... It's so hard because this late game, a lot of the players were banged up. I think Gronk's going to have a very nice day for you, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I put Gronk at 70 for over 100 in a TD. You know Gronk is averaging almost 17 points a game against the Denver Broncos. That's crazy. He's only and, plays in good. standard at least, I believe. Wow, too. <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. Um, I just get worried about Cooks, man. That no fly zone. Well, they were flying line. The Eagles were sure flying where they wanted to last week. Yeah, they were. But uh, I just get worried if Hogan doesn't play, then Cooks is gonna be. I don't know. I I think I just get worried. Like you said, Brady doesn't play good in Denver either. It just. <laughs> It's going to be a tricky game. Yeah. yeah, what about the running backs? Any running backs you like in this one? No, because Burkhead's coming, going to play. Tion Lewis, James White. Are you asking me? I think James White outscores them all. I'll challenge that one. Okay. Challenge flag. Challenge accepted. I like Cooks going for five for 70 yards. Okay. 12 I don't. points. I'm actually down on Cooks this week. I think he goes three for like 50, 40. You know who I like in this in this game for the Patriots, and you're gonna call me crazy here, man. I here's a bold prediction. I bet Martellus Bennett scores a touchdown this week. If he's active, oh, I think he will be. If you can pick up Bennett, I think he's a nice spot to have. I think with he's no a good help. too. So yeah, uh, I think Gronk continues to have a big game, and I think Deion Lewis <clears throat> leads the pack of running backs for the Patriots. I I'm think putting he goes, Brady under 300 yards this week passing. Oh, absolutely. Same here. Same here. I think he does I throw two I got him going two for 250 though. and two TDs. Yep. I have him going for about the same, man. 
uh, Deion Lewis they have going for about, uh, no, I can't say 100, but I'll say about 70 rushing yards and a touchdown there. And I think the Patriots win this one, man. I'm going to say, uh, I'll say 30 to to 20. I'll What's say the spread, 10 and a half? Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half? the Patriots minus a seven and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots, even though Osweiler only plays football against them. Are you playing well, CJ Anderson or do you feel if, good about it? I have him and I have him my list in my lineup right now, but I'm debating if I want to play Darkwall over him. Sanders, you can't play. I would play Darkwall <clears throat> over CJ. What about I think Demarius, Demarius Thomas? Demarius Thomas, I have no problem playing him this week. I think he averages over 120 yards a game against the Patriots. I'm not playing Demarius Thomas. You know who I'm playing? AJ Derby. AJ Derby could do good. I think he scores an, uh, a touchdown this week. I just dropped AJ Derby for Julius and Dynasty for the week. I'm yeah. going to go. Demarius Thomas is the highest scoring receiver in this game. More than Gronk, too. Oh, okay. No, I challenge that. I knew you were going to challenge it. Challenge flag. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I think I mean, Gronk's going to tear it up, man. I got I got Demarius going for nine catches for a buck 70 in a TD. I like it, man. That's like not even it. a bold statement. It's no, just it's a standard not. against the Pats. I think they're going to pop him in the mouth, and Demarius Thompson's kind of a soft player, man. I think mm. that he's going to be going. I think I think six catches, fifty yards, man. I don't think he's going to do much in this one. How about? Uh, I just uh, hope the Broncos win so I can just talk trash to you Monday morning recap. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> and then you're going to be like, you know what, Jeff? I'm not surprised because we don't know how to play football in Denver. That's true. I, I'm pretty sure I have to double check. I think Brady has a losing record in Denver. I think it's the only place in the NFL yeah, he, he has does. a losing record. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the, the Monday night game. Or no, let's say that for uh, CJ Anderson. What do you what do you what do you play in CJ Anderson? How many points you put him at? If he plays, if they focal pointed CJ Anderson and played him and didn't do the let's rotate the three guys, I'd put him at fifteen points. Mm, let's see, I got him around thirteen. I guess I, I got him at six, 12. 12 to thirteen, sixty to yeah. seventy yards on touchdown. That's it. Cool. Um, do you want to do the Monday night game? Should we save that because we're kind of running late? No, let's let's we'll talk about that Monday. Yeah, let's wait till Monday. Let's go to five bold. Predictions. You ready? Fire up the prediction machine. Five bold predictions. All right, Jeff, and you kick us off here, man. Give us five bold yeah. predictions for week We tempered 10. our bold predictions down because we had a couple of people mailbag and say, you are going too bold. And apparently yeah. they played a guy that we said and they lost because of it. It's not our fault. Oh, no, no. That's well, What happened was in the email that you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, it was something crazy, some uh, some really bold question where we projected like thirty five points or something. I think the dude yeah, had like said, Can twenty you make it points. More realistic. So I said, okay, I got you. I got more realistic. Well, because this, hold on, real quick, because the dude got twenty points and didn't get the thirty five like we had projected. So he was pissed off about the fifteen points missing. So he said it was too bold for him. He said he kind of played his lineup around expecting that, which is kind of silly. And still own, got twenty own, own points. Right. Yeah, so still, uh, just okay. So let's take it down a notch. And the we'll biggest thing, the, no, but the part is, he probably didn't. He left out is he probably won because he played that receiver over the other receiver, possibly. But, All right, man. So go ahead, kick it off with. Uh, give me your five right here. How about some more realistic bold? Martavius Bryant over 100 yards receiving. Okay. Jordan Howard over 125 in the TD. Hmm. Okay. Jordy Nelson top 10 PPR. Oh. Okay. You're going to love this one. I brought the waivers out for this one. LaShawn McCoy outscores Kamara and Ingram combined. And then I got oh, my boy. That's crazy. Juggernaut, top 15 PPR. Who the hell is Juggernaut? Doug Martin. That's his new nickname. He said Juggernaut. 
Oh, I still call him the muscle hamster. Man, he'll always be the muscle hamster. That's like Puff Daddy calling himself P. Diddy and all these other friggin' Diddy Daddy names. Yeah. It's always going to be Puff Daddy. I think it's back to that now. Who knows? It could be different next week. But, uh, no, man, I like it. That's really, that's, to me, that's pretty bold, man. That Jordy one and the McCoy one, that seems really bold to me. I had to go a little bold. You know I like to do the bold, so I could, I gave him You do like realistic. to go big. You like to go big. You don't go home. Mm-hmm. You go big, that's for sure. I'll give you mine, man. I got Ben Roethlisberger finishing his quarterback number one, throwing four touchdown passes, number 300 yards. That's funny you see that as a bold prediction because that was your ranking number one this week. Yeah, yeah. I got Todd Gurley. Here was the big one, man. I got him going for 40, 40 fantasy points. Hopefully that guy uh, who uh, maybe he has Todd Gurley, hopefully doesn't play him and get 20 and then get pissed off at me. But I got Gurley going for 40 fantasy points. I've got Deion Lewis finishing as a top 10 running back. I've got Tariq Cohen finishing with 18 fantasy points. And Carlos Hyde going for, let's see, again, I'm going, let me add this up here real quick. Let's see, that's, that's 12, that's 21, that's 29. I have Carlos Hyde going for 31 fantasy points. I I, I think that's actually going to happen. <laughs> it could, man. It could. But, uh, yeah, those are them right there, man. Five bold predictions. Anything else? That uh, you want to go over for week 10, man? Yeah, man. Uh, if you got big plans Saturday night, I think you should cancel them. Stay home and watch that uh, Catholics versus Convicts game. I think it's going to be a great game. Rival- re- rivalry is renewed. Who you got winning that game? I'm, uh, I'm actually going to go with my little bro and go for the Hurricanes for him, even though I'm a Gator. I think the Hurricanes going to pull it out. I know you're on the you opposite think so? side. Yeah. I think they owe them a beatdown from the couple times they upset them. So, uh, But I think <laughs> I think Rogier's yeah. going to have a very nice day for them. I'm going Notre Dame. In that one. But, uh, yeah, man. All right, anything else you want to say before we get out, man? Celtics nah, man. on a roll, by the way. Killing it. Kyrie Irving, man, looks good in Boston, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. I picked right, him man. to win the East. Before, yeah, you after did. After that, and you didn't, so in your Boston That's true. I didn't. That's true, I didn't. All right, man, so uh, good luck to everybody this weekend. We will see you guys early next week to get the – Week 10 recap show getting on here, and hopefully we'll get an earlier start than we did this past week because, Jeff, you're not going to be boozing or getting sick or getting in any fights anytime soon, are you? No, man. Cool, man. All right, man. We'll see you guys next week, man. See ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Submit mailbag questions to questions at fantasysportstudios.com.